What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special guest with us today. We have Natalie Barbu, who is an influencer turned entrepreneur. She began her social media career in 2011 on YouTube in the beauty guru phase. She has grown her following to over 360,000 followers throughout her platforms, made it her full-time job and pivoted multiple times in her journey. She is the host of the Real Real podcast, a show where she speaks to entrepreneurs, business leaders, creators, and everyone in between talking about the real, real, not the highlight reel, the CEO and founder of Rella, a management tool made for influencers to run their business. We dig into everything social media in this episode, and I am so excited for you to hear it. So grab your notebooks and let's dig in. All right, Natalie, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being here, girl. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So we have, we were kind of chatting before the show and I was filling her in on who our listeners are. Lots of online entrepreneurs, lots of people building businesses online. And I'm like, okay, we got to dig into social media. Like we got to dig into what you've done over the years, how it's worked, how everything has evolved. But before we get into the meat, just tell us a little bit about who you are. What's your story? How, like, how have you gotten into this space and just give us a feel for your background a little bit. Yeah. So I'm Natalie. I have been a content creator for 11 years. So I started actually on YouTube in 2011 and I was just 15 years old at the time. It was definitely not what it is today. I think the social media landscape back then compared to today is 100% different. Like there's yeah. no similarities anymore, I feel like. Um, but I just loved it. I loved connecting with an audience. I loved connecting with a community. And I had no intentions of making this a business or a job because at that time that wasn't really a thing. Um, but I continued to do it, continued to cultivate a community. And I think that's what's really helped me and served me throughout the past few years, kind of going on to do any business ventures, growing other platforms. It's just been really cool to do. So I've been doing it consistently for 11 years. And now I am also the founder of Rella, which is a social media tool. So we make it easier for a content creator to run their business. And so we're starting out with just like a content planner. So you can plan out every single feed or like every single platform, but we're expanding it to be really like an admin backend tool for influencers and content creators. So cool. Okay. Let's dig into that a little bit. So when you got started, obviously everything was so different. What really ignited that interest in like sharing yourself and sharing your interests and sharing your passions online? Cause that can be scary for a lot of people. Yeah. And it was definitely during the time when it was like stranger danger, like you don't want to put yourself on the internet. Um, but I, 
really, really love that it was like a creative outlet. Like for me, it was something that was such a creative outlet. It was so something I always loved doing. Like I always loved doing little skits with my siblings and like being in front of a camera, pretending to talk to someone. And so now that there was this platform that I could do that and actually reach people, I had to jump on it. And so one of my favorite things, why I became so like addicted to it, I think was that the fact that people were watching and commenting and like forming that community. Mm. I remember I hit a hundred subscribers and I made a whole video about it. I did a giveaway. I was like, this is the best day of my life. Like I cannot believe I have all these people watching me. And the community part was my favorite because I am not the most creative person, if you will. Like I, I think I'm somewhat creative, but I'm not someone who makes the most artistic videos and like cinematic productions. Like I really just like being my authentic self on the internet. And even though that's not, you know, even though I'm not like super, super creative, I still love creating things because I love the the community that comes with it. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yeah, I love that. And I think community, especially now, is what people crave the most. Like when they're coming online, they want to know that they're being seen. They want to know that they're being heard. They don't want, they don't want to feel like they're just a little fish in this big sea of humans. How have you, as things have grown to, I mean, over 360,000 over all of your platforms. How have you continued to keep that tight knit community feel when there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people? I think you have to be responsive and you actually Mm -hmm. have to have a two-way relationship because the internet is very easy to have a one-sided relationship. Like, oh, I'm just going to put out content and you're going to watch and you're going to comment and you're going to like it. 
and that's it. And then the relationship is one-sided where only they are responding and commenting and they're having a conversation with essentially the wall because if you're not responding. So I think you have to make it an intention to respond to your community, to answer your DMs, to respond to comments, to engage with your followers. I mean, I have so many followers that I now consider friends because they have been with me for so long and they've been commenting, they've been DMing. We have so many conversations back and forth that I don't even consider them followers anymore. It's like when I go to the cities that they live in, I'm meeting up with them for lunch. I'm hanging out. I'm, you know, they're on my like close friends on Instagram. Like it's, we're not just, it's, it's a two-way relationship. Obviously you cannot do that with hundreds of thousands of people, but you can still answer DMs, respond to comments engage with people, give them what they want to see, like ask them questions, have them, have them feel like you're listening and actually listen to them and talk back to them. I think that is the biggest thing that you can do. And not every, every single follower of yours is not going to be bombarding your DMs, you know? So it is easier to say like, okay, for an hour a day, I'm going to answer DMs for an hour a day. I'm going to respond to comments for an hour a day. I'm going to comment on my followers posts and like have them know that like I am also there like watching them listening to them like supporting them as well I think that's the most important part I love that and that's huge and I love that you kind of created boundaries around that because I think that's also a big fear for people that are building online they're like I don't want to be accessible 24 7 I don't want to feel like people can reach me at any point and demand a response and expect this and it's like you create the boundaries. You create what people expect from you by how you engage and how you interact. So is that something that you've always been good at like having those boundaries and not letting it completely consume you and take over? Or is that something that maybe you've been on the extreme end where you're like, crap, I am like so burnt out of this. I'm online all the time. I feel like I never have a time out. Is that something that you've had to develop over the years? Yeah, I've definitely felt like sometimes it's hard to create boundaries because I want to share everything and I want to share my entire life. And then when people ask questions about certain things, I want to be the one that like answers them and like is so open and honest. But then I started realizing like I started including some people in my vlogs, like my family or my boyfriend or my friends. And I just saw that like they were getting unnecessary comments. They were Mm. getting things that like they didn't sign up for. And so that's when I started really implementing boundaries. I was like, okay, this is my content. This is my life. I signed up for this. No one else did. So I'm very conscious of if I'm like vlogging or taking photos or posting stories with other people, because I don't want them to feel like they have access to my, to, to like my circle too, you know? And I thought that was like the biggest boundary that I found. And so I was like, okay, now I'm really focused on just me. I'm not going to include anyone else. I'm only going to include myself and I'm not going to, I don't need to answer every single question about like my relationship or my whatever, you know, like there are some things that I am now, I now feel comfortable with just not answering and like not being open about. And that was hard because like, I was so open about everything that it kind of like, like bit me because I was too open where then like people expected that they could like have access to me all the time or have, you know, know everything about me. And and then they started making like assumptions and they, and it, it just started getting like too much. And I was like, okay, I need to take a step back and I'm going to answer these DMs, but I'm also not going to put a hundred percent of myself online because that just also really wasn't healthy for me. Yeah. I love that. And I think, I think it really is such a personal journey. It's like, you've got to figure out where that sweet spot is, like what, what you are willing to share, what you're not. And I think a lot of people 
kind of get put off by the idea of building a business online because of that fear. Like, I don't want to share all of me. I don't want to share every piece of my life, but it's like, you are in charge of what you share and what you don't. So you call the shots. Exactly. I always say like, this isn't a reality show where there's a cameraman following you and producers that are out to like, make you look bad. Like you edit, you film, you do everything. Like, even if you film something and then later on, you're like, oh wait, I actually don't want to put that out there. You're in charge of the editing process. So you do have control of what you post and what you don't post. How have you, I mean, I know your pod, your podcast is the real, real, right? Mm -hmm. So how have you like found that I feel like just, especially with Instagram, it's like a few years ago, people wanted the perfection. They wanted the ideal look. They wanted the aesthetic look. They wanted, they wanted like all of just the best things to be online. And then we've shifted into like, wait a sec. I don't want any of that crap. I want the reality. I want the raw. I want to know you're a normal human too. I want to relate. Like, how have you dealt with kind of just how everything has evolved over the years. Do you feel like it's harder or easier to share now? Um, I do think it's easier because I will say I don't, I was not a fan of the perfectly curated life (laughs) and like Instagram and, you know, everything had to be so like pristine and like you had to spend so much more money to get involved because you had to buy a nice camera, editing equipment or editing software. Like, and you know, now it's like, you can do everything with your phone. Like you Mm -hmm. don't even need a camera nothing, you know? So I think the it's more accessible to a lot of people, which I really like. And, you know, it's not like you have to look a certain way or be a certain way to post yourself anymore, which I feel like a few years ago, it was like one look that you had to have and one type of life that you had to have, which was just really unrealistic and unattainable. So I will say that it's easier, but I do think that there's also like the other end of it where people always have that innate feeling to like want to be perfect and to like want Mm -hmm. to show their like perfect life. So even though now they're like trying to be casual, it's like, curated casual it's like I want to look casual but like not too casual so it's like I want to make this look like I just rolled out of bed like oh my god like this is so casual so me but it still has like that little bit of perfection that's like oh my god I don't look like that when I wake up you know so it can sometimes be a little more damaging because people now think it's real but it's still not but you're like making it look real so I think it's easier overall but I do think like psychologically there's something wrong with that too I totally agree with you. I like, and you'll see those, you'll see like these girls that roll out of roll out of bed and their hair is still like beautiful and they've got like some makeup on. And I'm like, wait a second, like, come on. But maybe, I don't know, maybe (laughs) that's just not what I look like. (laughs) It's, it's, it's still like perfection in a different way. Totally. I, I see that too. I love it. Taking a quick time out to fill you in on my first free masterclass for entrepreneurs. What if you really believed that everything that you wanted to build with your business was possible for you? What if it could be easier? What if it could be more joyful? What if you actually enjoyed the process every single day as you showed up to do the work? Do you think you could be consistent? I think you could. So many entrepreneurs are relying on motivation. They're relying on getting through it. They're relying on the grind. They're relying on the hustle. And then they get burnt out. They get overwhelmed. They get stuck. They lose the joy. And they wonder why they can't keep showing up to build their dreams, to hit their goals. And as I look back over the years on how I've built my business and how we've reached over seven figures annually, there's some things that I've just done differently. And I want to teach you that. 
So in this masterclass, we're going to uncover some core beliefs that we can help you rewrite in order to move you through those things to a more empowered state. And I'm going to reveal to you my seven essentials that I believe every successful entrepreneur is building their business around in some capacity. So this is going to help you really, really, really identify any gaps that you have, learn how to course correct and help you move through this state of overwhelm, frustration, lack of movement, lack of joy, wherever you are, we're going to move through that and into alignment, into flow, into excitement, into fulfillment, into joy, because I can promise you that is easy to show up for. So get access here at micafolsomfit.com slash seven essentials, number seven essentials. And that'll take you to get registered for the masterclass. And I can't wait for you to dig into this. Okay. Back to the show. Um, what do you feel like, have you, as far as like building online, what have been some of the biggest roadblocks or some of the things that you've had to overcome of you as you've kind of just figured it all out? Um, the biggest roadblocks I would say one is definitely the oversharing for sure. I would also say starting to treat it like a business that you have to have like a mental shift with that. Mm. And when I started, it was definitely a hobby, but kind of realizing, okay, this actually could be a business. It's a shift because you are, yes, you want to still love it and create things that you love and, you know, enjoy what you're posting and putting out. And, and, you know, you don't want to have that pressure of like, this is a business and like, I need to make money because I do think that can like stifle creativity. Totally. But at the end of the day, you also have to think of it like a business because it definitely could be, especially if that's your goal. And so it's kind of that mental shift of like, how do you transition to, okay, figuring out what your rates are, figuring out what the consistent schedule is. How do you connect with your community so that you make them like a loyal group of people, but like, you don't want to take advantage of them. You still want to view that, you know, it's like, it's just a complete shift from just posting whatever, posting for fun. And then being like, oh no, this is like a career that I want to foster because it's such a unique business. It's not like an online store or a startup or, you know, it's, it's unique where you have to be yourself while also like monetizing your life. So it's a little more complicated, I, I would say, but I think that that was kind of something I had to come across was like realizing that this is not just a hobby anymore. And how do I like take that next step? Yeah, I love that. It does. It, it there's so many different dynamics to it all. And I feel like for a lot of people, it's like social media before you're building a business online, social media is like your escape. It's your time suck. It's your, when you're just scrolling and wasting time and white space in your day. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to use this platform to monetize whatever you're doing. And you do, you have to have that mental shift. Otherwise you still get stuck in okay, I'm just wasting time and I'm doing things mindlessly and I don't have any strategy or structure or, right. or game plan. It's like, no, 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 no. Now when you're on social, you're doing it for a purpose and there's a reason behind it. And you've got to have that shift happen. Otherwise I feel like lots of times people just get stuck in being like, well, it's just a waste of space. It's just a waste of time. And it's like, no, it's the most incredibly lucrative, free opportunity to build a business that's mm -hmm. out there. So like right. having that shift in perception makes a huge difference. Right. Right. It's definitely like having that strategy, have mm -hmm. realizing that your followers are kind of like, think of them in a business sense, like customers, but then 
not fully customer. It's, it's just, it's a different strategy. I think that's like the perfect way to say it. Your strategy just needs to be different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is you, let's talk about strategy. What's working for you in this social media climate. Are you like team go all in on reels? Cause that's, what's working on Insta. Are you, do you have like a game plan for how many posts and carousels and do you have structure around that? Or do you just kind of, how do you do things? Yeah. So I plan everything right now with Rella. So that has helped me like stay organized, like having an actual planner, because I used to just post on a whim and that, that was like very stressful. Cause it'd be the end of the day. And I'd be like, Oh my God, I didn't post like, Oh, like, what am I going to do? You know? So having like a planner has helped a lot, especially for like all content across the board, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, I think you still need to post what you enjoy. Um, so if you want to post photos, post photos, I do think that you have to post a lot more on like showing off your personality. So video just does a better job at that. Reels does a really good job at that showing movement, captivating people in that way. Instagram is also very heavily promoting reels. So if you do want to grow on Instagram, you either need to post reels or you need to go on other platforms and like promote your Instagram, like TikTok. Like if you go on TikTok, then your Instagram is probably going to grow. So like, I do believe that Instagram will not grow anymore if all you do is post photos. But I also think stories are super utilized and stories are great as well. And that's, I view stories as more of a way to connect with your community rather than like get discovered because no one's watching random people's stories. But it's a great way to like build community, build engagement, and thus like Instagram promoting your content more because you have more engagement. So, and like brands wanting to work with you more because of that. So I would say I I try to post on TikTok every day. Definitely don't do that. But I do try to post on TikTok every day. And I try to kind of have a mental switch with TikTok of it can be casual. I do not need out something like super long. I'm, I'm trying to treat TikTok like my Instagram story. I'm just filming and I'm just posting something or, you know, like a Twitter, like, oh, I'm just tweeting one thought. Oh, instead of tweeting it, why can't you like film a seven second video, 10 second video and like upload that instead of yeah. perfect. So that's kind of my strategy with TikTok. Instagram, I'm trying to post stories every single day, connect with my community. Um, and when I do post photos, I try to provide some sort of value, whether it's like and value where I'm linking my outfits and, you know, showing you where I got things from, whether it's in the caption, I'm like writing something that might provide value to some people. And then on YouTube, I do so post twice a week. And that is more like also trying to provide value in some way on there as well. Cause I think now you kind of have to provide value on social to grow. Yeah, I totally agree. People aren't there to just kind of mindlessly scroll anymore. They like, they're there for a reason and they know where they want to be and they go exactly where they want to be. So you got to continue to give them what they want. How have you nailed down and really gotten clear on who you want to serve and add value to and all of that stuff over the years? Has it evolved or has it always been kind of the same? No, it's definitely evolved and it evolves like with my interests. So I never want to do something that I don't like, you know, I feel like that would just feel super inauthentic. I wouldn't at it probably. So it's always based on like what stage of life I'm in, what I'm enjoying. But I also ask my audience, like that kind of goes back to like talking to them. I will ask, what do you want to see from me? And then I'll actually do it. So that it's like, <laughs> I'm not just asking them so they can type something and increase my engagement. Right. I'm actually like putting that in action and being like, okay, you want to see this? Perfect. I'm going to do it. Like, so that I can really serve them in that way too. So I think asking them is like the best thing. If you get a lot of questions frequently, that question that you're getting frequently can be a whole series or topic or something that you post about. So, I mean, I know I sound like a broken record, but really like communicate with your community. 
I think that's huge market research every single day. It's like the easiest way to figure out what they want is just by asking them. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How did you early on, I feel like lots of times people struggle with getting people to talk back to them. So how did you get people to start engaging and interacting? Were you really good at asking the questions and cultivating that? Or did it kind of just organically happen? What would you say to someone who's like, yeah, I feel like I'm talking to no one out there every single day. No one's commenting, no one's messaging, no one's doing anything. So I, one, yes, ask them, but I know sometimes when you ask, you don't really get like that response if you don't have, you know, people that are responding. So then what I would do is create content that you really want to see. So if you really want to see a certain type of content or you thought that this would be helpful maybe a year ago, like if you started a business and you like had a lot of questions about this business that you just started, create content like that, that would have been useful for you six months ago or three months ago, or even now, because there's going to, you're not the only one who wants to see that. So that way you're going to attract people that want to see that and people that feel like they resonate to you and people that are going to be like, have more questions after that, especially like, let's say you start a business. How do I start a business? I'm being very broad here, but you know, like, (laughs) let's say I start a topic about how how I start a business. You are going to then attract people who want to start businesses and they're going to ask you questions because they're going to kind of view you as like an expert Mm -hmm. and you don't need to be an expert. I always say this, like, you just need to be someone who has like a, li- a few more steps ahead of someone else, which everyone is, you know, like if you think back of when you started your podcast, I'm sure you probably thought like, how do I start this podcast? Mm-hmm. And there might've been someone who started a podcast six months ago. That's like, oh, here's how I started mine. That person's not a podcast expert, but they've done it before. They can provide ex- their like expertise, their value, their, you know, their experience. And that, that counts for something. So I always say like create content that you want to see and more that you wanted to see and people will come. I love that. And it's, it makes it so much easier because you never run out of content. Like there's exactly. always things that you would find interesting or you would find helpful, or you would find like, ah, this is what I needed three months ago, six months ago. And then you have content forever. I get excited when I'm like in a 
tough spot or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait till I figure this out. And then I can like make a video on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait right? to like share this. Like right now we're fundraising for Rella, for example. And I'm like, I cannot wait until we're done so I can make a video all about how I did this. Or like, I'm right now trying to like clear my skin. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait till I have clear skin so that I can make a video on like how I did this. So yeah. even like when I'm in the tough moment, I'm like thinking about how I could like create value, like from what I'm going through. I love it. You really do. You start to like see things differently and view things differently. And it really, I feel like so many of my trials and struggles have just helped me have so much more just value to give. Mm -hmm. Like I would never be able to help through, help someone through something if I hadn't been through it first. And so I'm always grateful for my trials. I mean, knock on wood, I don't want them to like come at me all at once, Yeah, but, you know, like you do, you start to just see things differently because you're like, okay, if I can get through this, if I can learn through this, if I can grow through this, I can help every single other person who's going to experience this. And exactly. that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's, I mean, it's, it's something that like, you're kind of, I don't want to say like giving back, but it's like, if you wanted to see it, so many others do, and you can totally. be that like help and you can be that resource and you can be that thing that really helps them. Yeah. I love that too. And you can just be a light. I feel like mm-hmm. right now when people are struggling on social, it's like, just be a light. Like There's mm-hmm. so much darkness and so many things going on. Like just be a glimpse of light in someone's feed and from your little corner of the internet. And if you're doing that, then like a plus. Exactly. You mentioned dealing with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that for a sec. Cause I think a lot of people probably go through this, especially when they're stepping into a more kind of becoming the expert situation, or they're trying to help people and feeling like, well, I don't have it all figured out yet. How do I do this? Who am I to build something on this platform? Like what, what did that look like for you? And then how did you get through that or continue to get through that? Cause I'm not, I'm sure it's not like it just happened once and then it goes away forever. Yeah. I think one thing was I I thought that you had to be like that expert, for example, Mm. I thought that you had to have the credentials to talk about something on the internet and, or like people, you know, there's always going to be someone that's like better than you or bigger than you, or, you know, has more followers than you or whatever it is, or making more money than you. Like there's always someone that you can compare yourself to and kind of view as like less than. And so I really struggled with that. I was like, why am I sitting here talking about like how to start a startup or whatever? Like I'm, what do I know? You know? And I was like, I don't need to know everything. That's not the point. I'm not saying that I know everything. I just want to make people not feel alone. I want to create something that I wish I saw. And so once I put it in that perspective where I'm like, I would like seeing this. I watch people all the time that aren't experts and I find so much value from them. You know, I think then that's okay to, to kind of, to put out there. Like you don't have to be the number one person to speak on any topic. Or if you're like, oh my God, whenever, you know, you talk to a camera and you're like, Hey guys, like whatever. And you might be thinking like, who the heck is watching this? Like I'm pretending like I'm talking to a million people and like no one's watching. Everyone goes through that. Everyone starts at zero followers, zero subscribers, zero people following them. And they slowly build, but you don't build unless you connect with people at like day one. Like the second you have two followers, connect with those two followers. You can say, Hey guys, what's up? Like, you know, because those two people are supporting you and they matter. Like, even if it's not 200,000, it's still two people. And so I think that having that also realization of being like, you don't have to have a bunch of followers to, 
talk to your audience and to communicate, I think is, was something that helped me too, but imposter syndrome never like fully goes away. You just have to remind yourself of those things. Right. I, I totally agree. And it's so interesting because you can have, I think uh, people are so controlled by the numbers. They're so controlled by more likes and more engagement means I'm more worthy and means I'm blah, blah, blah. And like, just like you were saying, if you have two people watching, you have two people to serve and to impact. Mm -hmm. So get to work, like do what you can do with those people. And as you do that, you will continue to grow. You'll continue to expand your reach. You'll continue to grow your impact. But it's so interesting because you can see, I mean, I'm sure you see it a lot in your influencer circle. You will have someone who has hundreds of thousands of followers who probably make very little income. And then you can have someone with 2000 followers that makes a lot of income because they're smart about how they're doing business and cultivating relationships and building that community. So it's like, we have to disconnect from Mm -hmm. that feeling of I'm either worthy or not because of the numbers and the, and the stats and all of that stuff. Cause that can be a slippery slope. Yep, exactly. And like numbers are not everything like you, that's why I always mention like don't necessarily look at just like the followers or, you know, your likes or your comments focus on like, how many people are you reaching out to that day? How many people are you talking to that day? Then you'll actually see all of the other numbers grow, but I don't, we're so obsessed with like our inbound numbers of like what you're how many people. Yeah. How many are we getting when like, if you're not giving anything, then don't expect that number to be high of what you're getting. Yeah. I love that. And that's such, and it's so much more fulfilling. I think lots of people post and wait to see what they get to then feel fulfilled from the work that they did. And it's like, if you switch that and you put something out there, but then you went and served and you showed up on other people's platforms, you showed up on other people's pages, you loved on them. We're genuinely interested, cultivating relationships, building connection. It's just natural that they come back, that they come back and see what you're about. So you can't just wait for things to grow. You have to be reaching out. You have to be cultivating those things on their pages. And that's such a good reminder because I think so many people do. They do like the post and wait and then let's see. And the refresh. Yes, (laughs) right. (laughs) People have to be watching, right? Refresh, refresh, refresh. I know, I love that. What would you, if you have any tips for someone who is trying to build online and they're struggling with the fear that fear of just putting themselves out there, that fear of judgment, that fear of what are people going to think of this? What would you say to those people? Um, I would just say like the opportunities of putting yourself out there are so incredibly high and the cost and the like risk is so low. There is nothing in the world that is like that. I think, you know, like social media and putting yourself out there is the easiest thing to do. It's the most accessible thing to do. And it is the lowest risk thing to do that has the biggest reward that like potential reward. And so I would just think like, don't listen to them. Like imagine if all of these huge influencers that we see are huge content creators, like never posted their first thing. Like, cause reminder, like everyone starts at zero. Every single person starts where you are. There's no even leg up here. Like, okay, when you start a business, for example, maybe someone got like a giant inheritance and, you know, that's their leg up. Like they have a clear advantage. Like you can't even compare yourself or like their dad is the CEO and then they like inherited the company. Like, yes, that's a huge advantage. Not everyone starts at zero in that playing field. But with social media, pretty much everyone's, everyone starts at zero. Like unless you have like an influencer sister or brother or whatever, like you're going to start at the same stage as everyone else. So 
put yourself out there. You never know the opportunity that comes with it. And like, if people are judging you, they won't judge you for long once you make it. And then you don't even want those people in your life. Like, I just always think like someone cares that I'm posting myself on the internet. Like you're pathetic. Like what? Like, that's like crazy that you would even care about what I'm doing. Like, I just always have that perspective because I, when I first started, I would like get made fun of all the time for like what I was doing, especially because it wasn't cool at the time. Yeah. And I was always like, this doesn't impact you. It doesn't like, it doesn't affect you at all. I'm doing what I actually enjoy doing. And now those people are the ones that are like, oh, congratulations. It's so cool what you're doing. And I'm like, right. I don't even want to hear it. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, but it's just, it. those people are beneath you if they care about you, like tr- doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. It really is a projection of their own fears. Like when yeah. people say crap or are judging you for doing something online, they're, they're probably just scared of doing it themselves. And mm-hmm. they just think it's easier to make fun of you or say something. Um, so we just have to understand that we have to just learn how to bless and release. How do you deal with haters? How do you deal with, do you get many like negative comments or messages or anything like that? I definitely do. I don't get like that many, but I, I mean, I definitely get like hate comments or negative comments. I have loved the block button. Like at first I was like, oh my God, it's so mean to block someone. (laughs) Like, I don't want them to think I'm bothered by it. No, I don't care. I blocked so many people. If you are rude and you're coming on my page and saying something rude, I will block you immediately. And then I never see you again. So it's not even like I'm thinking about it. And it's just so much nicer than like seeing that. Because like, even if you say it doesn't affect you, you, it's hard to have it really not affect you. Like, it still hurts because someone is making an assumption on you. You're a real human being. You, you know, you feel like you need to defend yourself because if someone said that something like that to you in person, you would defend yourself. Like you would be able to talk to them, but this is such like a one-sided thing. Half the time it comes from people that don't even have a profile photo that like aren't even real. So I just block and I don't care if anyone's like, why are you blocking people? Like, because you're mean, like, I don't, like, don't be mean and you won't be blocked. So I just, the block button is, is great. And I highly recommend people using it when they need to. I totally agree. And it's like, I felt the same way. I felt like, no, but I want to like help them see differently. I want to prove something. I want to like, I don't want them to stay in there, like judgmental, whatever. But I soon realized you are not going to convince someone to think otherwise, especially when they don't know you like it is. And as reels have gotten prevalent, that's where I've seen, cause I have built a really strong community And they like, we're, they're so kind and loving and so supportive. And then reels came along and those are going to so many cold market people who don't know you. They don't know your personality. They don't know where you came from. They don't know what you're about. And it's so easy for them to just judge that one reel or message or whatever and say something hateful. And then you'll get a hundred comments that are positive and one negative. And you remember the negative, you remember that because it just feels different and you have to learn it's on them. Like, it's not about you right now. They're going through something. I'm sorry for you that you're struggling, but I'm still going to block you and move along with my life. Like you just have to get comfortable with that. (laughs) Exactly. And also like it creates sometimes a snowball effect where like one bad comment will then have other people empowered to leave them. And like, you just don't want to create that space. And you want people to know that that's not okay. Like what you said was not okay. You're now not going to see my stuff anymore. Um, Go creep on someone else. Like (laughs) it's, you know, like that wasn't allowed. That was not acceptable. And so now you're blocked. And so I just, I always 
I don't care about blocking people. Like it's literally like, I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just like, Oh, block. Okay. So I don't have to like worry about it because a lot of times right. if you do engage, they want you to engage and they get a rise out of it. They're keep in mind, like majority of the time, 95% of the time they are doing, they're doing this behind a fake account. So you don't even know what they look like. You don't know their name. So they feel totally emboldened to say whatever they want while you're out there putting yourself on the internet, putting your life out there, showing who you are. They they don't have that. So they can say whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I've just realized it's not worth like fighting with these people. Like I had one time, I know someone who got a hate message and the girl was like back and forth. Like they were like DMing back and forth. And all of a sudden, like the girl that I know just like called her like Instagram face FaceTime, you know, like the video <laughs> yeah. chat, video chatted her and the girl declined the call and then blocked her. <laughs> like they don't She's like, oh seen. crap. They don't want to be seen. You know, they would it's never so say any of this to your face. So like not even through a, through a video call. So that's so true. And it's, it's just sad because that alone, like that's something that I hear a lot. Like I'm, I want to start sharing. I want to do this, but I'm so afraid of being judged. I'm so afraid of what people say. I'm so afraid of this and this, this, and it literally keeps people so stuck and from doing everything that opens up the possibility for how it could transform their life. It's like, as soon as you just get rid of that and you're like, Nope, this is my little corner of the internet. And while I don't have control over who sees it, I do have control over who engages and how I respond back and how I engage back. And you get to block everyone who you don't want to see your stuff. I mean, I'll go through my stories. And if I see story watchers that look sketch, I block them. Like, I'm just like, Nope, I'm not posting stuff that you need to see. Like you don't need to be here. And I have no problem doing that. Like, this is my place on the internet. So you do, you do have some control over that. So it's just kind of getting intentional about that too. Right. Right. I totally agree. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I love it. Well, uh, I love it. I feel like I could pick your brain forever. I love talking social media. I feel like it really is the most powerful just platform that people have, no matter what it is, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, like there's, you can be found, you can build an audience of human beings to interact with, to help, to serve in so many different ways now. And when people are like, in a position in life where they're unhappy or struggling, I'm like, look around you. Like there is opportunity galore to do Mm -hmm. so many different things. And social media has opened that door to so many people. So I think it's just a huge blessing. And I commend you for like, you paved the way before it was even that cool. So that's (laughs) really awesome. Where, where can our listeners find you? Where can they learn more about Rella? All of those things. 
Yeah. So you can find me at Natalie Barbu across all platforms. And then my podcast is the real, real podcast. And then you can download Rella on the app store or Google play store. If you just type in Rella. Awesome. Well, girlfriend, thank you so much for being on for opening up about kind of the stuff that you've been through that's helped you. Um, I know our listeners will find this valuable and I'm pretty dang sure some of them are going through some haters right now that they're going to go back on their page right now and do the big block, do the big Good. block, 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 block. <laughs> Good. I encourage it. I encourage- More power to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being on girl. And you guys, if any of this resonated or helped you make sure you share it on social at Natalie Barbu. Yep. All right, cool. Okay. You guys, we'll see you back here in a week. Have a good one. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.